Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Anthony Hennon, how are you this Friday, Anthony? Hey, Don, I'm good. Thanks for having me on again. Absolutely. Yeah, we love your work. And you put this in perspective, Anthony, as you talk about this combination, a perfect storm or imperfect storm, as it were, as Pennsylvania struggles, you say, to um, restrain some serious crimes and then thinking about the significant factors driving crime. And you're putting this in important perspective. Can you talk about it, Anthony? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the important thing to focus on here, where the Senate Republican Policy Committee met on Wednesday and they were talking about criminal justice and crime trends across the Commonwealth. Um, What really sticks out here is how much of this is driven from drug addiction and mental health issues. Mm -hmm. Um, This is, you know, it's no surprise to anybody that this is an issue, especially as the opioid crisis has been intensifying. I mean, you know, Pennsylvania has been one of the hardest hit states anywhere. Um, but it really can be in some cases, I, I wouldn't argue it's overwhelming, but definitely a crisis level of just how much um, criminality or how many just social problems really stem from people not having access to recovery to get out of um, drug addiction or not having access to resources to deal with mental health issues. And then those things kind of spiral out of control until it becomes a public safety issue and just a personal safety issue for those people as well. So so talk about it and what they're putting together here. And you, you talk about the appropriations hearings. You talk about these latest meetings and how all of this information, how they're using all the statistics that we see, whether it's mental health. And I love, by the way, I love that they're talking about mental health. We don't talk about it enough. It feels like nobody wants to talk about the mental health crisis in our country combined with the fact that look at look at in Philadelphia over the past what not even 24 hours and we had this 12 year old boy who was the victim of some kind of crossfire uh, shot on his birthday my goodness and so you Mm -hmm. think about the fact that we don't we don't often enough say whether it was gang related gun related or well obviously it's gun related I meant to say gangs and drugs related and so they're really putting this all together which is which is smart. Can you talk more about the details and how they're using these statistics? Yeah, so I think there's kind of two ways you can look at it here. Um, one is, uh, you know, if you're looking at what district attorneys are seeing and what they're dealing with, um, you know, uh, York County District Attorney Dave Sunday spoke on uh, the hearing on Wednesday, and he said, one of the main issues we see that has been a tremendous challenge for us in York has been the issue of mental health. Um, the largest mental health provider in our community has turned out to be our prisons. Mental health combined with substance abuse and oftentimes dual diagnoses 
are really the drivers of a lot of the crime that we see in our community. Um, and what, what I couldn't get into the um, article there, but Sunday also talked about how in York County, they're um, converting part of the prison to competence recovery and trying to help people who, you know, they're in the system. And then when they're getting out of the system, connecting them with a way to find stability, be it some sort of recovery service, be it, um, you know, stable housing, being able to find a job in the hopes that, you know, we, they won't recidivate, they won't return to prison. Um, so I think that's one track of just realizing how much on the county level and on the state level, we see um, departments of Corre- the Department of Corrections or the district, district attorneys trying to work with other agencies to have reentry services that help people and keep the public safe. Um, I think another part of this, too, is looking on the state level, we have the uh, Behavioral Health Commission, which was established last year from uh, Act 54, which kind of was basically tasked with this idea of figuring out how to treat mental health issues, how to deal with drug addiction, drug addiction, excuse me, how to create some sort of healthcare pipeline for workers and for patients. Um, so what came out of that, um, essentially the General Assembly set aside $100 million to spend on behavioral health. Um, and the commission came up with some recommendations that was really focused on um, spending money to expand treatment and services like walking crisis centers or even telehealth infrastructure. Um, spending money on recruiting healthcare workers and retaining them, um, and also spending money on criminal justice and public safety improvements to deal with these behavioral health problems. Um, so I, I think that's something that we really need to emphasize to the public. Of This is a growing problem that's often dealt with in the prison system, either state prisons or county jails, and that creates a hefty uh, lift on the public safety infrastructure and the workers that we have. Um, but also the state is paying more attention to this and trying to send more money um, in that. And I think what really matters here is the public, you know, pushing for transparency and pushing for accountability. You know, it's one thing to spend this money as we intend to, and it doesn't pan out and we learn from that. Um, But making sure we're spending this money where it should be going, I think is paramount and not just, you know, getting lost in the, uh, getting lost among other priorities or other um, issues that money can be spent on. And Anthony Hennon, as you write in the centersquare.com, for example, they talk about DUI cases or drug-connected crime dominating these problems, but leaders say they lack resources to get people into those all-important diversion or treatment programs. What about kids and, and teens? That's what I see every single day. The perpetrators, as well as the victims, are getting younger and younger, and a piece of this might even be gang recruitment, or even, even in the case of these websites that kids feel like, hey, if I do such and such a crime, um, and my buddy over here is going to use their phone and video the thing and put it on, you know, it'll go viral and I'll get famous. And so that's another incentive, apparently, that, you know, kids as young as 12, 11, 12, 13, 14 are becoming perpetrators. Yeah, I mean, I think some of this ties into, you know, just social dysfunction, um, family issues, family breakdown, where you don't necessarily have strong community or people in place to kind of guide these students in a better way, or sorry, guide these children in a better way. Um, But also at the same time, you know, you can see on Instagram and on other things, getting a hold of a gun can be a status symbol for these kids. Um, Again, uh, Berks County District Attorney John Adams, who is testifying at the hearing, he said, we are seeing a growing, growing problem with juveniles and young adults with guns 
committing crimes with guns, possession of guns. Um, we hear this as well from the office of um, the attorney general um, where they, they have access to this and they're also showing them off on social media. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, Jody Lobel, who's chief of staff at the office of the attorney general said um, as a statewide agency, we are seeing trends in crime and violence shifting in the wrong direction. Um, and you know, that's, that's not an easy problem to solve. I mean, what what do you do with a 12 year old who is committing violent acts who has access to guns i mean there's there's a lot of different points in this where there's a breakdown and it's not it's not just something simple of oh we need to increase penalties for this we need to you know make sure we're arresting for this i mean it goes it goes very deep and there's not just a simple policy solution to all that yeah it's it's important work and i love you know that you're reporting on the process by which they're putting all of this together and trying, at least trying to put this in perspective. And we don't, I know these meetings do go on and there are officials on, on both sides of the aisle, Democrats, Republicans, independents who want to solve these issues, but a lot of times they don't get the coverage they deserve. So I really appreciate Anthony Hennon that you are looking at this and doing a deep dive. Is there anything more that you want to talk about as far as, mental health providers. I know you talk about corrections. There are so many different municipalities that are involved in this conversation. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's two things here. Of When, when I talk with experts who are doing research on this or working with people, they really emphasize here that recovery is not just one thing. It looks different for a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily things just get better and better. There can be a lot of setbacks, and it's very difficult to deal with this. Um, I think we are seeing more and more people are getting together and talking about this. But what they really emphasize is making sure that researchers are talking with healthcare officials who are talking with, you know, people running recovery homes who are talking with, you know, law enforcement, police officers, because this it's just such a there's so many levels and details to this problem that you really need people working together. Um, I think also just r- reminding everyone that, you know, we have an opioid um, settlement trust that's getting about what two billion dollars or so, mm-hmm. a little more, um, over the next eighteen years um, to fund. I mean, a variety of things. There's a lot of different ways um, counties can spend this money, and most of this money is being handed out on the county level. About seventy percent of it. Um, and there's there's more and more. There's um, concerns about how transparent our uh, abatement trust actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, when you compare it with other states, you know there's. Uh, there's not necessarily as much public disclosure here, or there's not necessarily as much um, information available to the public. And I think if someone is really concerned about this, you know, they, they need to be talking to their local legislators about how involved are they watching this money? Why don't we have more information about where it's going? Again, just in terms of making sure we have accountability here, making sure we're spending the money to actually improve the situation. Because this is, I mean, this is a huge chunk of money to spend on, um, you know, on policing, on addiction services, on reentry services. And if we squander this opportunity, it's it's not coming around again. Yeah. And I know that they, there were criticisms earlier this month of this trust that oversees, you know, this billion dollar opioid settlement money coming into Pennsylvania and the claims that, hey, you know, these, they're having secret meetings. What's up with that? We don't have this transparency. And then there are others. I know even DA Larry Krasner in Philadelphia was among those who pushed back against then Attorney General Josh Shapiro for making the settlement. 
saying it's really not enough and that it's not fair that people lost the right to sue. And this goes to the the billionaire family, the Sackler family. I always tell people, you know, they can they can watch the Hulu series starring Michael Keaton, incredible with the opioid addiction problems that, you know, and they and they focus on Pennsylvania, actually, and how people were prescribed these medications, then became addicted. And it's it's horrible. The Sackler family, they still remain billionaires, never spent a day in jail, but they've they've now dissolved the companies, the company. And part of this is, you know, a piece of this settlement that you're talking about. So I know I'm getting into the woods, although we've we've talked a lot about um, we've, we have talked a lot about the, the different shows and the opioid crisis in America. But ultimately, when we look at this settlement, is that something that you are following that settlement money in Pennsylvania? And do you have teed up um, Anthony Hennon, other other meetings or stories that you'll be covering about that? Yeah, um, I mean, not anything in the short term right now. I, I'm trying to remember when they I'm not sure if they set the next date for um, the next trust meeting. I think it's sometime later this summer. Um, but I don't think they've exactly nailed it down yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, whenever whenever there's more news or more information coming out, I'm I'm there trying to cover it. Um, unfortunately, the trust meetings, they're uh, not open to the public in person. You can watch them online. Um, but again, last the last meeting they had, um, I believe earlier this month. Oh, was it this um, month? Okay. I knew they had one. Yeah, yeah. I, in March. Yeah, they, they, they had another one back in March, but I think the, the latest one was either end of, end of uh, May or early June. Um, but again, with that one, there were issues of people getting in because the, uh, the login information they sent out was incorrect. So, you know, unless you were reaching out to um, the person coordinating this, you couldn't get in. Um, so, you know, there, there's these, mm-hmm. I think there's these small fixes we could do to make this much more transparent and much easier for the public to, you know, watch, be involved with, be aware of. Yeah, it's so important. Well, Anthony Hannon, thank you again. Uh, we love when you come on and give us the perspective. And I know you sit through these long meetings and you do <laughs> such a thorough job of giving us the details of what's going on in the region, in Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia. So, Anthony, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.